0: Boys, Monday Scramble, 18th of December, 2023. It might be the last Monday Scramble of the
1: year. It isn't, but it could just be. It's not. Well, it's objectively not the last Monday Scramble of the I'm trying Scramble to train the them
0: to appreciate the show. <laughs> Why? Because I appreciate the show, and they should. You know what other show I appreciate? <laughs> it is the illustrious <laughs> transition into the sponsor. FUTR Snowmageddon, 23rd of Ooh. December. Sold out, so I don't actually know what you're going to do. If you wanted to go and you've not bought a ticket yet, fuck you. <laughs> you, you made a mistake. Dumbass. I'm excited. Corey's excited. We'll be there. We'll watch yeah. it. It'll be great. <laughs> we will be there and we will watch it. Yes. We will not be going to not watch it. Although that would be a bit of a power play. Big up F-U- FUTR. Uh, they're great. They're, they're, they've they run some great shows. I love the yep. graphic design.
1: Big dub. Yeah, you love it for nerdy reasons. I love it because wrestling.
0: Yeah, Corey likes wrestling. Corey's a wrestling fan.
1: I'm a wrestling fan.
0: Do you know who else is a wrestling fan? Who else is a wrestling fan? <laughs> the subject of this episode the Undertaker. I'd imagine the Undertaker he is a wrestling,
1: a wrestling fan. fan? Are you sure? Yeah. I could easily see him not being a wrestling fan. Uh, see, I feel like out of all the people I've ever
0: seen, he might be one of the biggest wrestling fans. No, you know Adam. Oh, I do know Adam and Robbie. And Robbie. And I think Finn. Robbie might be the biggest wrestling fan, which I think is crazy. Yeah. So the I've Undertaker. Never seen Paul- Come on, give us some more details. What are we doing? We are talking
1: about the streak. Whoa. Puggies. Puggies. Didn't we say that we were talking about the streak last episode? Yeah, I know, but like... a surprise. Yeah, shut the fuck up. All right. We're talking about the streak. We are skipping over the ones that we don't care about, such as Jimmy Snooker. Oh, I think there's actually a better reason we're skipping over that one. Jake Roberts. Giant I mean, Gonzalez. And the fact, the fact that all of these were like less than 10 minutes. Yeah. any Right, I say anything under 10 minutes, we kind of don't really need to mention. Yeah, I think mean, that's probably fair. Diesel was boring. Wasn't that the main event? Or is this the one where they had an NFL player main event? Mm,
0: no, I think this was the main event.
1: No, it was this... Uh, it was Bret Hart, Sean. Uh, oh, yeah. I love
0: this uh, this image where it's just, what, is that Razor Ramon on his own? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, the poster. It's like,
1: uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's everyone <laughs> with the person they're facing then. Except for Razor Ramon.
0: Razor Ramon is just, like, just there on his own, bless him.
1: Did he even have a match? From what I'm seeing, no. Yeah, he did not. So why is a match on this card the Hookster versus Nacho Man, who are both apparently billionaire Ted?
0: Um, honestly, I've no idea. I thought the (laughs) Nacho Man would be a match man. I thought,
1: I thought that. Okay, I'm gonna need to do research on that after because that is
0: Come on, we've already started on the street (laughs) and we've already
1: detoured. Okay, yeah, the Diesel match, um, this was mid-90s, WWE, this was not good. We can, that's practically all we need to say.
0: Bro, I, I, like I said to you before, I'm skipping everything until, like, Ric Flair. Okay. That's just uh,
1: the first time Ky- the streak was, was, like, It was Kyle's active thing. choice to skip over the first Kane match and first Triple H match.
0: Yeah, bro, I, I don't give a single flying fuck about the first Kane and Triple H match.
1: Okay. Ric Flair, then.
0: Yeah, big Ric Flair. Uh, this was a good match, actually, which is crazy yeah. to say about the fucking Ric Flair.
1: Yeah, well, it, well right, this, this was old Ric Flair, but this wasn't absurdly old Ric Flair.
0: Is it just me, or was like Ric Flair always looked like he's ancient?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's just a Ric Flair thing. He always looks like he's about to have a heart attack. Yeah.
0: I mean, is isn't this the iconic one where like he is bleeding with his like absolutely bleach blonde hair? Yeah.
1: For me, yeah. this is iconic for one main reason in that it was the Aunt Anderson Spinebuster on Taker. What is a go spinebuster? <laughs> yeah. Spine Buster?
0: Uh, this was a good match. Uh, I don't think there's that much to say about it other than like, uh, oh my God, I've got I've got, I've got another idea actually. Um, this was a good match. Uh, probably one of the few Ric Flair matches that I've ever give a shit about. However, um, as much as I like American Badass Taker, I'm giving this a C tier. C tier? Yeah, okay. I'm tier listening now. This is a tier list now.
1: Yep. Fair enough. Ric Flair, C tier. Well, if you want to know the first F tier we have, it's A-Train versus and, and Big Show in a two-on-one handicap match. Uh,
0: yeah, I think any streak match that's um, a multi-man match is automatically disqualified in my head. You're, you're saying any? This is the only one. I know, but like... Yeah.
1: Why any any
0: handicap match is shit. Uh. Yes. Definitely. I think unless it is like a a really interesting stipulation, I think most of the stipulation matches are kind of dog shit. Mm, Yeah. Um. Like uh, obviously, like um, I think no disqualification matches are barely stipulation matches. Yeah. Um. But, like, uh, the only stipulation match I can think about that was, like, really, really good was Hell in a Cell, Triple H. But that's
1: way down the line.
0: Yeah, that is quite far down the line.
1: Undertaker's no. an old soul, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, oh, uh, the second Michaels match was no DQ. Oh, was it? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and then he had two triple h matches one was no holds barred one was hell in a cell
0: yeah i mean is no holds barred even like a stipulation
1: well it's the same as no no dq and extreme rules they're all the same thing
0: yeah that's what i'm saying like it, it, why is there a, a difference in all of this i don't
1: know i don't know what canonically is the difference How is this Maybe, already uh, turning no, no, no. into a stipulation episode?
0: It always turns into a stipulation episode. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, next match after Ric Flair. Come on. Oh no, we've actually a rate.
1: That is a F tier. Yeah, F tier. The second Kane match. I don't remember okay. this one, this match, but looking at the time, seven minutes. What? <laughs> I can't remember this match. Uh, I cannot remember this
0: match. You were saying to me that you think Kane versus Undertaker is quite an iconic feud. Yeah. Um, In which... It's like, I, I innately wanted to agree with you, but I also can't think of a single Kane versus Undertaker match that I've given a shit about. Which is like, that's probably not the best. You know what I
1: mean? Oh, okay. This Kane-Taker one was Return of... um. Actual Undertaker, Undertaker, and not American Badass. Oh, okay. That's why it was so short. Because they kind of just had Taker squash him.
0: Okay, well, we're giving that maybe a C tier
1: then. Yeah, C tier for what it meant. Yeah, we'll give it a C tier just
0: because uh, I I don't know about you, but I love Undertaker, Undertaker, and not American Badass Undertaker.
1: Yeah. I think American Badass
0: Undertaker is a nice little... A nice little detour for a couple of years, but other than that, fuck that.
1: Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have Taker permanently be American Badass until, until like, now. This version of, ta- like, current Taker, obviously not an actual wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I think that works because he's just a, he's a guy. He's kind of blended
0: all of them into his, like, yeah. in the last, like, couple of matches, he blended them all into just one. Yeah. He was, like, half American Badass, half just normal Undertaker.
1: Hmm. I think that probably works for him currently. He is an old man who's a cowboy. Yeah, I think mean, it does T- work. Text us.
0: Um, actually, I think you should probably go with uh, uh, WrestleMania 21. Because I know that yeah. you've got a lot more of a fondness about this than probably I do.
1: As I said, this is one of my favourite Taken matches. Um, Randy Orton. First of all, it's burning my light Randy still. Um, you know that apparently they're going to give Randy a new theme? oh um and we're on thing is like his current theme has just been like revamped recently but apparently it might not be that so i'm hoping it's burning my light again because yeah. i love that theme but yeah this match very good um it's the one where take a like it was the first time he was actually challenged for the streak and it's the first one where He's been like genuinely, oh, he's actually going to lose it. Probably because he was originally planned to actually lose it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's a really good match. And the RKO into the Chiric Slam is an iconic spot.
0: Yeah, see, I'll admit, um, when I said you probably have more of a fondness than I do, it's not because I do not like this match. I actually love this match as well. I think it's incredibly good. This, I don't think you'd disagree very firmly in the upper of A. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I'll say upper A, maybe lower S.
0: Yeah, I think that is an absolutely fair to place or a fair place to put it. This was a fucking great match. That uh, yeah, the RKO into the Chokeslam or the Chokeslam into the RKO was, Mwah.
1: The birth of Randy Orton this, and Crazy RKO's. This feud with Randy was a good feud.
0: Yeah, I think Randy is incredible. Oh, I guess when he was younger, was incredible as the like Legend Killer. I mean, that was an incredible yeah. gimmick.
1: Legend Killer was an iconic gimmick, and it's one of the only gimmicks where he genuinely would not be able to do it now, even though he's better overall because yeah. he's old. Because he is the legend to kill now. Yeah, it wouldn't work the same. No, it wouldn't. <sighs> We go from a b- one banger to another banger. Mark Henry casket match.
0: I was researching this whilst you were on about Randy Orton. And I still cannot remember this match. I, genuinely I can't o- remember a thing about it.
1: I genuinely only remember this match. Um, I think I only remember it because of how fucking useless it was. It this match an A train big show a two taker matches that i distinctively remember not because of the match just because i don't know why they exist
0: yeah i think the only thing i remember about this match is undertaker like being in the casket and like grabbing mark henry's throat and mark henry doing the goofiest motherfucking face i've ever seen
1: yeah it's like all of taker's opponents are ups like during their take feud are at Almost peak of their career. Mark Henry peaked, well, this was 2006. He peaked a solid four years later. Yeah. With Hall of Pain.
0: Yeah, I think, I don't even know where to put this because I can't remember it. I would say it's better than A Train Big Show. It's definitely not F tier, but it's definitely not good. (laughs) D tier. If I couldn't remember it, it can't be that good. I'd say D tier. Yeah, fuck it. D tier. Mark Henry. Sorry, but he he just wasn't very good yet. Yeah. Batista. I think Adam genuinely loves this match with every part of his being.
1: Yeah. I think he's going to love the next one as well.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I do think this is from now on. From now on, this is...
1: It's just peak Undertaker. Yeah. Because um, yeah, on. this is peak and state From now on, godly on Because his opponents got stepped up so much since Mark Henry. Like yeah, after Mark Henry, he he doesn't have an opponent who is it? Who isn't a multiple time world champion?
0: I think this is when they actually started fully uh, protecting the streak as like a oh, this is the thing to get. Oh yeah. Like this is better than any kind of championship or win. This is the Undertaker streak. This is a cemented as a a hallmark of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, this match though was good. I don't think it was. I don't think it was one of the best ones. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Yeah, I'd say good, not great. I this would one's
0: a solid tier. B- Batista
1: tier. Yeah, because it's B. It's weird, because, like, Batista's looked upon so good, but, like, I don't know. I'm unsure on him. That might be because I've watched his shambolic match that was his final one against Triple H.
0: But, I almost like Batista
1: now more than I ever liked him as a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because, like, Batista is, in theory, on the same pedestal as, like, John Cena of how good he did in that era, but he just feels a step below them, but still a step above everyone else.
0: I feel like there's just there's a certain lack of like um charisma in Batista and WWE. Yeah. But in Batista outside of WWE, yeah, Batista outside
1: it. WWE is absurdly charismatic. Like it's weird that in films Batista's probably more charismatic than like John Cena.
0: You yeah, can, that's probably true.
1: No, it's definitely true, actually. Yeah. Well, Batista was absurdly good as Drax. So it's weird how much personality he can have when he's, around, when he's allowed to just piss about.
0: Even when he's playing that, like just a nameless villain, he's just... I don't know, somebody, I see him on screen and I'm like, oh my God, it's Batista. Yeah. I, yeah, this one firmly beat here. It was it was definitely better than mark henry so a step up but yeah is it really into the uh the iconic
1: ones probably not yeah i would say yeah b tier next oh i love this one and i yeah. think genuinely right excluding all the edge jokes with adam i genuinely think adam likes this a lot
0: yeah i
1: think he, he definitely likes edge. this a lot
0: just not I, think, edge. I think this is probably maybe top two slash top three edge matches in WWE. Yeah, I think this and the Mick Foley match and the uh, uh, WrestleMania was it a seventeen ladder match. Yeah, I think those are the uh, those are the free edge matches. I actually think of.
1: Hmm. It's a really good match. Really good. Just really good, yeah. Really good moment with the ref running down as well. This yeah. was... God, this was Edge with the... I forgot what they're fucking called. For some reason, Edge and Maniacs comes into my head. But with uh, Zack Ryder and... Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Hawkins. Yeah. This like was shit evolution. Yeah. This was him with them. It's genuinely kind of an iconic trio, despite not remotely being an iconic trio. <laughs> it's like right it's right if this was in a tier list of trios this would be like iconically b tier but iconic for still being like the best of b tier
0: okay yeah i get you
1: like it's it's not the best and nobody will argue it's the best but of the like m- maybe not mid ones but of the not iconic ones it's the most it's the best
0: yeah I do feel like this, the only thing wrong with this match is, I don't know, with the the top of the top of the Undertaker matches, I feel like there's at least one moment of, like, Undertaker versus insert person where it will stick in my head rent-free forever. Mm. It is a certified WrestleMania moment. Yeah. And I feel like Edge, the Edge match is good, but I think it lacks
1: that. A little bit. For, for me, it doesn't like that, but not because of Edge or, or Taker, because of the ref uh, yeah, running yeah. down the entrance ramp for like five minutes.
0: But, like, I, to I, mean, that is that like an incredible Undertaker thing, or is that just like a, a funny
1: set thing? I don't know, I just think that's an iconic moment. I don't yeah. think it matters why it's iconic. Cause it, it's not even necessarily iconic for a bad reason. No, it's, it's not iconic because it's like iconic. Oh, it's like it's iconic. Yeah. It's also um, uh, ended by submission because it was Hell's Gate Taker. Yeah. And it's his, he's only ever won at Mania by two submissions.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's kind of crazy. But, you know, uh, a good match. I'd put it probably like lower A tier. Yeah, I'd I'd put it lower eight at tier. Um I think we're jumping I'd, into
1: possibly the peak of Taker now though. Yeah, we are jumping into peak taker. Sean Michael, should we just talk about both Michael's matches? I feel like you have to talk about both of them. Because I feel like yeah. they're both S tier. Yeah, we're both uh, top of S tier. Genuinely yeah. probably the two best mania matches ever.
0: Yeah. This these are genuinely uh so the first one, I feel like wrestling-wise, like in-ring, is better. In-ring is probably better, yeah. Um, I feel like the second one would only be as good as it is because of the first one. Mm. But the second one, story-wise, is probably the best story I've ever seen go into Mania.
1: Yeah. This, yeah, the this story for the second one is an ungodly story. Like and it's genuinely absurdly good.
0: The stakes they put into it is like unmatched of anything else WrestleMania, and yeah. like I know uh, they did like a retirement match essentially with Undertaker before, or not before this, but like after it, we've hmm. seen those kind of matches, but they've never, they've never felt like interesting because you kind of wanted to take a retire anyway. But this is at a point where you didn't really want Shawn Michaels to uh, retire but you also didn't yeah. want the Undertaker to lose a streak. Yeah, It's a loss-loss, but also by doing it as a loss-loss, is a win-win.
1: Yeah. My one negative about, specifically, Michael's Taker 2, it would be like S triple plus tier, but it's only S plus plus because Shawn Michaels then returned like eight years later for Crown Jewel. Yeah, I do wasn't, feel like that was wasn't the ruling that, part of it. Yeah. If Michaels didn't then return to do a match against Taker and Kane, that was god-awful.
0: Then I like to on it as everything that happens in Saudi, it stays in Saudi.
1: Yeah, Saudi is not chrononical. Or <laughs> is. Saudi is not canon. So yeah, Saudi is not canon in WWE. Unless, like, an actual title change happens. But, yeah, these, these matches, S-tier, absolutely S-tier. Yeah,
0: 100%. I would say that the second Shawn Michaels match is, I would say, the best match of the streak, and I would maybe even say the best match I've ever seen WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, it is They're a huge really match. Yeah. It is a, a cemented
1: WrestleMania moment, like the whole match is. Oh, yeah, 100%. It is. Straight off an iconic match and always will be. It's one of the matches that even like if we could go 10 years from now and this would still be an iconic match. Yeah.
0: The Triple H matches. Um, I won't go lie.
1: I forgot. I do not two. remember. What the, yeah, I do not remember what the first one was. I think to me, I view the first one that i do not remember in the same way that i view triple h brock lesnar what i think was the year after i know Mm. it happened do not remember
0: i find it hilarious that wrestlemania was it like 27 and 28 the main event is the exact same and the Mm. co-main event is the exact same yeah or not the main event is the exact same because it's um the rock isn't actually in the match but the Rock is basically in the match. Yeah, Miz versus Cena with the Rock just being there. Everyone knew it was about the Rock and Cena. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't know. I feel like they draw the ball. I can't remember the first Triple H match at all, which we might get as persecuted. But like, I just can't remember it. Yeah, it's I, over ten years ago. I can't. I, I can't remember that shit.
1: I just don't remember it. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably
0: sure it's very good. Yeah, i probably say it's like it's like B80, I don't know. Apparently Maybe if we 8. were a good podcast, we would
1: have it. 8.5 <laughs> out of 10. Sure, yeah. So this one is an 8.5 out of 10.
0: Yeah, sure. We're going to change the metrics now.
1: No, no, no. The me- No, the scoring stays the same. This one is just an 8.5 out of 10.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Triple H2, though. Triple H2, H2 think- is... I think this is the second best Undertaker Streak match.
1: Wait, so what, what are you saying is the bear, uh Michaels one?
0: Uh, I think number two Michaels, then this, then number one Michaels, then probably yeah. like Randy on. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like this match, from start to finish, it's okay. Let's get it over with. Um, they are 100%. This is hand-fisted, like down your throat to be like, They're trying so hard to make this the Undertaker-like streak match. Yeah, but it works. It does work. I feel like this, it's so forced, but it's also like, I don't know, I feel like I want to, I I feel like I don't care that it's forced. I just want to enjoy it like that.
1: Yeah. It is a
0: just really good match. And without Shawn Michaels, a special special guest referee, I feel like this match wouldn't be nearly as good.
1: Oh yeah, it's because of that spot. Yeah, I, d- yeah. I, d- I don't even need to say the spot. It's just that spot.
0: I feel like you know what I was on about earlier, like uh, some matches or oh, all the S tier matches have like something that sticks into your head rent free. Like yeah, my like cause the- is like him jumping in, like from the top rope to the announcement table. Yeah, like that.
1: also the moon soul into the tombstone, take a missing yeah, his yeah. dive. Um, all of them have the iconic moment,
0: but this like these one, SS ones, they have like
1: four or five each,
0: and this one's yeah. most most
1: most iconic one is that one. Yeah, it is just yeah. I I think it's the best streak moment. Yeah.
0: Also, so that we're on the same page, it is it is like the essentially tag teaming that bitch and then him getting uh, yeah yeah you know, it yeah. is it is that I just <laughs> <laughs> just in case we were on different wavelengths
1: oh yeah I'm actually on about um, them posing after the match dumbass <laughs>
0: um, yeah him getting back up I think so even as like a nearly teenager at this point who had like been a little bit less oh my god wrestling is cool because I was, when I first watched this, because I, I don't think I watched it live. I think I, I was like not into wrestling at that point. Yeah. And I came back a couple years later, I saw this and I was like, oh my God, Undertaker's yeah. fucking hard, bro. Yeah. It's just such a cold moment. I love it.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't think I can describe it in any other way except for it's iconic.
0: Yeah. This one, S tier, easily.
1: Easily. Um, CM Punk. It feels like a disservice that this is what we end on. Not because it's a bad match. It's really good. It's a it's really just... good match, actually. Like, no, actually shit. Look, we, can talk about, we can talk about Brock as well. Yeah, yeah, we will talk about Brock. Yeah, we're not talking about post-Brock, though.
0: No, no, no. post-Brock
1: isn't the streak. That's dog shit.
0: Um, I think, okay... So, for me, this match is actually incredible. Oh, yeah, it is an incredible match. Um, As much as, like, CM Punk now, it gives me a bit of a yucky taste in my mouth, this was, like, nearing peak CM Punk. And he made a really nice storyline with Undertaker. Um, The in-ring stuff was really good.
1: This is Paul Heyman guy CM Punk, what I love. I do love Heyman Guy Punk.
0: I feel like there was more iconic things going into this match, though, than there was actually in the match.
1: Yeah. Like, I still remember Punk on the stage with the urn. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: there's Or Heyman, like, white-facing.
1: Yeah. Like, there yeah, is iconic gold. things about the match, but also the entrances. Oh, yeah. Entrance Taker.
0: Yeah, this was his best entrance essentially. Yeah. Um I think the only iconic bit that I remember actually in the match is um what well, I can't even remember was it was it punk going for like a uh, like a elbow or some shit. Think so. Or uh, is the CM Punk like goofy ass face? Where he looks scared of Undertaker. I don't know whether it's an actual, like, unironic good moment, but ironically, it's funny as fuck. I love it. Yeah. It's like kind of hype, kind of like goofy as shit. That's what you want from Undertaker.
1: For me, it's uh, punk elbow through the table on the outside. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it cool. is just iconic. Also, first match... Oh, no. Okay. I thought it said first match of the card. I'm like, what the fuck? No. First match of the triple main event.
0: Honestly, I think I'd prefer this. Uh, I guess maybe if it's open top, I wouldn't have preferred this as the first match of the card. But yeah. I feel like Undertaker deserves to be
1: on like either first
0: or last. Almost like Brock
1: Lesnarisk.
0: hmm
1: well, Brock was on after this. This was the Brock Triple H match.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't give a single fuck about that one. This one, yeah, will, I think, is A tier. Yeah, 100%. Probably below Randy Orton,
1: though. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Then we move on to Brock. The last one. The
0: last one. Yeah you want to talk about brock or
1: do you want me to talk about brock uh i will talk about brock i think this is a good match yeah i think i don't think brock should have been the person to end it i think it would have been better at being someone else but i think brock ending it is not a bad choice and it somehow managed to elevate brock despite it in feeling like someone who doesn't even need elevating but this elevated Brock into... People do not like the Brock run after this. I think Brock's entire run after coming back has been absurdly good. Even when he was gone for ages. I know if the, if it happened again, I wouldn't say it. But Brock's run has always been good. People just are bitches. And will beg for a fucking... Oh, I'm about to go on Cody run again. Kyle, stop me. Um... <laughs> i feel myself getting angry about cody Rhodes and roman reigns already okay i'm going to talk about the mania match um iconic match um yeah just a really good match Um, i feel
0: like this match wasn't that amazing but i do think yeah the aftermath of this match is unmatched because this is one i actually did watch live
1: Yeah, maybe the actual match wasn't amazing, but the spot where Brock won three F5s and he actually wins was iconic.
0: Weirdly, the only iconic, like the most
1: iconic part of it all... you say the fucking person in the crowd with the face? No, it's Paul Heyman. Yeah.
0: Who like genuinely looked as if he did not believe what had happened. And I think that is peak Paul Heyman being Paul Heyman, where he elevates a moment by being almost just as much of a mark as everyone else. Yeah. Um, I think Paul Heyman going, like, what the fuck? If he's actually Wharton, is the most iconic part of, like... It's the, fit, it's the bit that, I'm, like, keeps in my head all the time. Yeah, poor Paul right. Heyman losing his mind. And I love how I would. they even went with, like, a, a tiny bit of, like, a rumour after of uh, it wasn't supposed to happen.
1: What, what, what? The rumor I trust. It might, it might actually be true. I've not actually done research. Is that Paul wasn't told Brock was going to win?
0: See, I would properly believe that because Paul
1: uh,
0: Ivory an incredible uh, seemed, actor. Or it, like, it genuinely is
1: true. Uh, we know how good Paul Heyman is. Yeah. Paul Heyman is the greatest manager in WWE history.
0: I think it's in wrestling history.
1: Yeah. Who ge- who genuinely is a, another option there?
0: Yeah, like, I... Oh man, poor Heyman.
1: He elevated this moment
0: from, like, a good moment to, like, a cookie-cutter WrestleMania moment. Yeah. Uh, the match itself was fine. Uh, like it, yeah. But I feel like this is when Undertaker started is, to wind down.
1: This is when the matches became shit. Um, we will close the episode by me quickly talking about all of the matches that happened after uh, Why at Mania 31 happened in the day Shane versus Mania 32 was a goated match because Shane nearly killed himself Roman Mania 33 was scene of Mania 34 was good because it lasted like one minute um, and it's just funny he didn't wrestle at Mania 35 what I'm still pissed off about um, and then mainly 36 against AJ Boneyard was Goward because it was a Boneyard match.
0: I'm so confused. He had a match with Cena at 34?
1: Uh, it was the squash match.
0: I don't remember
1: this. You don't remember. Right. You do not remember John Cena sitting in the crowd and, like, them rushing to him going, take us here, take us here. And then he comes out and gets squashed in two minutes. No. What? Right, let me find how long this match was. This is Uh, crazy. I cannot remember. Two minutes and 45 seconds.
0: That's mental.
1: Yeah, the the entire thing was uh, Cena wanted a match with Taker and was calling him out every role before Mania. Didn't think he was going to get it. Bought a ticket. Sat in the crowd. Then was told that Taker was here. Came out and then got squashed in two minutes. Bro, his entrance must have been longer than that. Oh yeah, I think his entrance was genuinely longer than that. That's crazy. Holy shit! I've just looked at this match card. Carl, oh, do you know what was the co-main event?
0: Um, no. I'm
1: not saying it for a good
0: reason. No, what was the co-main event? Sheamus and Cesaro versus
1: Braun Strowman and Nicholas. No, that was that wasn't the co-main event. That, that was actually... the co-main event. That was no. genuinely the co-main event. It went right. Match number 12 on the card, AJ Shinsuke, then Braun and Nicholas, then Brock and Roman. Nah, just because it
0: was all yeah. like, it doesn't mean it was a co-main event. It just no, means it happened before.
1: No, that, that means it's co-main event. That's fucking awful. Good. Anyway,
0: uh, we'll end it on, did you think Lesnar should have got the, uh, the streak dub? And if not, who do you think it should have been? Like, Uh, whether he lost it during the streak or, like, you just want someone new to have done it.
1: I think Brock wasn't a wrong decision, but it could have worked a lot better on someone else. I think a heel Cena could have been good, um, but to be fair, who else was there at the time? that you could have as that person. There was no proper heel that wasn't already main event or already faced. Taker. Yeah. I think it...
0: Obviously, this is Dreaming It, but uh, I would have loved for the person to have won it to either have been uh, kind of Reigns now because when Reigns won against Taker, he was still babyface. Everyone hated him. Reigns. Yeah. Um. But like even then, he showed that he could have. He showed that he could have been a super good heel. Remember the day after he just he came out. What didn't talk for like ten minutes and then fucking and then went and he said
1: it's my yard now and
0: then <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, left. Yeah. <laughs> he should have added like a oh, and then left. He's so oh, he's oh, such oh, oh. an iPod. <laughs> Reigns, nice. I think, could have been a, a giga heel on one. Yeah. I think he's so good
1: as, as, like, a heel; It's unreal. I'm so shocked they didn't have him turn heal then. Because it yeah. feels like the perfect moment to have him heal.
0: Yeah, it really does. I, I feel like it should have been... I know Reigns was, like, he wasn't ready yet. Uh, it wasn't his time. But... Yeah, I would
1: have lord for that shit to happen. If Taker could have stayed in his prime for another like 3 years, then it would have been perfect. But yeah. that, do you think tribal chief Roman would have worked as well if he were if he was healed earlier?
0: Um I do not know how they could have ever made Roman Reigns work uh, because I feel like Roman Reigns only ever has worked now because the actual man, not the character Roman Reigns, is so incredibly goated that he has turned it all
1: around. Yeah. Do, do you think so? If they turned Roman a heel at, like, main, Mania 33 against Roman, and he went for the bloodline gimmick, do you think it would have been nearly as good? Because I think the amount of hate Roman got before bloodline has made it's given him so much for the bloodline to go off
0: yeah i think the bloodline probably wouldn't have worked nearly as well if he didn't have like the nuclear heat from being pushed down as like a baby face so yeah if he if he uh if he beat undertaker as a heel it'd definitely be a different kind of a Roman race, or Roman race?
1: <laughs> Roman race? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be doing a very different gimmick if uh, he went all racial on it. <laughs> that so, would be a different gimmick. Um, it'd be, he'd definitely have to do something different. The bloodline, I don't think, would have worked if he went nuclear heel by beating Undertaker early on.
1: Yeah. I think the it would have been cool, gimmick... though. I think oh, It, it, it would have been, been cool, but... It, yeah, it would be a different version of Bloodline, and I think the Bloodline Roman that we got is the best version of Bloodline Roman. Fuck off, Cody.
0: Yeah, but you know that's that's the Undertaker episode done. Um, we'll just end it there. It's
1: been a yeah. long episode.
0: Yeah. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye, boys. Good luck next Christmas what do you mean good luck next christmas well i mean next week for christmas yeah
1: that's not next <laughs> i mean it's the next uh, christmas week. we will yeah. see you next week for a christmas special for a christmas special boys oh Big christmas goal. all right goodbye boys bye boys